Hey guys, the Slap Fight is back. Your favorite nerd culture podcast. We're like the the late '90s, early 2000s band Stain. When it's been a while since I could see that we're fucking recorded. And it's been a while since we put out an episode. Uh, the, we're still here, though. We told you fuckers we'd be back. Yeah, the uh, the long and short of it is just that it's it's been a very busy summer for both of us. Yeah, not that we don't have time for you guys, or that we don't like you guys. It's just we got a lot of shit going on. Some of it's not good stuff. Some of it's been kind of rough, bad stuff. But hopefully that's all behind us now, and we can move forward and continue to deliver this nerdy, golden deliciousness to your ear holes. What he said. Yep. So uh, we We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff coming out uh, this summer. Yep. Um, I think we we've, we've kind of each caught up on a couple of different things piecemeal. But you wanted to talk about the new season of Stranger Things dropping. Yes, primarily because I love it. I love the show. I love the season. Good enough reason. Yep. And then I, you made a recently made a post where you felt like it was what were your words? Nostalgia porn. And that you couldn't get into it. Yeah. No, I I, I, I didn't. Took a, a mild bit of fucking offense to that comment because I think it's awesome. Oh well, apologize to your mother, Stranger Things, for me. Then. <laughs> no, listen. I like that show. And there is definitely a nostalgia factor to it. I don't think that the majority of people who like that show and keep it coming back season after season are necessarily relatable to the nostalgia like I am. I was born in 1972, so that show has been set in like 83, 84, 85 era. And around that time, I was between 10 and 13 years old, pretty much the same age as the kids on that show. So for me, it is definitely a nostalgia trip. Um, and I can tell you this, I made a tweet about this the other day. As someone who grew up in that time period, they fucking nail it on that show. It's really what it was like to grow up in the 80s, minus the supernatural events, but that was always what you had in the back of your mind. Right. That was an era of, and that show does such a, I feel like it, it's such a good homage show, you know, so not just nostalgia porn, but they throw they throw a lot of bones to a lot of other uh, horror movies and classic films of that era. Ghost, I mean, the whole second season, they're dressed up as Ghostbusters for Halloween. You know what I mean? It's pretty fucking cool. And it's it's a heavy uh, nod, I think, from the Duffer brothers who, who do that show, who I'm assuming probably grew up in the same era that I did, to recreate that, recapture that. But I'm an easy sucker, man. It's the same as you could say It is nostalgia porn. To me, they're the kind of the same thing. They're both these 80s era kids in the 80s. Well, it was actually written in the 80s right, or 90s. Right, right, And I, I don't feel like this show, you could easily convince someone of that era that it was written from that era as well, Because I mean, besides the special effects and stuff, but they really capture everything about what it's like. You know, there's a lot of the pop, heavy-handed pop culture stuff. I think that's on purpose, and I love it. But then, No, it's definitely on purpose. Yeah, but then ultimately... What you have is the story, which I, I actually like the story. The whole concept of this other universe that's upside down where these fucking monsters are at. That's what's to, happening they're in They're trying the show? to come out. Yeah, yeah. And um, this little girl, Eleven, right? she's been like experimented on. And I, I want to say she was like a psychic. And, and ultimately, she has telekinetic powers. But she has the ability, she kind of has a foot in both of those worlds. So in our world, she's like super powered almost, where she can like just blast people with these fucking telekinetic things and make shit move and all that stuff. But um, 
I really enjoy it, and I think it hasn't missed a beat with this third season. I've been really digging it. I've seen a couple people poo-pooing on it. I know you said you didn't even get through the first couple episodes of the first season, right? So you're not like... I didn't get past the first right, couple episodes, right, right. yeah. I mean, you, so you didn't watch season two or, no. or any of the season three stuff. No, and, um, and I think once I actually, uh, there was... I saw something somewhere. It was like a picture of the monster, yeah. I guess. And the, um, organ. the first season monster? I'm assuming. With the teeth that fucking... He's some kind of yeah. a black alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just sort of like, okay, well, if, if that's the big bad, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, it's it pretty ju- good. It all just seemed a little on the nose for me. Because, like, I, I had actually... I'd read that um, when they were first pitching the series to Netflix, they didn't have... A reel to show the executives. I mean, and Netflix greenlights everything, right? Anyway, right. But um, what I had heard was that the the producers of the show uh, put together a clip of just a bunch of '80s Spielberg, John Carpenter movies. Yeah, I can see that. And just said, so this is kind of the feel of what we're going for. And I mean, I guess that's a way to go. Yeah. But well, it was pretty accurate. I mean, because that's like I said. They're definitely acknowledging up front very clearly the homage that they're doing. So there's, it's always funny, right? Because there's, there's, there's two ways that goes. It's either A, a ripoff, or B, an homage. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I wrote a werewolf script, by, you know, for example, that I love and hopefully one day will get made in some fucking form. But I made the main character's name David. Now, I, I had a professional screenwriter read it years ago. They do what they call coverage, where you have other people read it who are professionals, and they give you feedback on it and tell you, this works, this doesn't work, revisit this, whatever. It's called coverage. So one of the things she mentioned was she felt it was heavy-handed of me to make the main character named David because I am a massive American Werewolf in London fan. I fucking love that movie. Um, and that was that guy's name, obviously, it was David. And... You know, werewolf movie, guys named David, a lot of similar elements and stuff. But, you know, so she felt, I was going for homage, but she interpreted it as kind of derivative or kind of a ripoff, you know. Well, or I would just say, for for Stranger Things at least, because I I haven't read that script of yours, but it just seemed really, really on the nose to me. And And they play at that. I don't think they deny that in any way. They, They are very cool about giving acknowledgments. I think a lot of the characters are named after some of these, like, creators. Right, Every time. everything. Oh, the 80s. Remember the 80s? Hey, remember this thing from the 80s? Dude, I'm telling you. It's, it's a... Well, listen, the story... I think it's harder to tell a, a, a horror story like that today if you set it in modern time because right. of technology. Oh, yes. The 80s Te- was text the, messaging... Would ruin the all 80s is a convenient <laughs> time to to go back because it re- eliminates a lot of the the hurdles you'd have to overcome by telling a story like that in modern time because there wasn't the internet there wasn't cell phones so you if you got stuck in the woods you were stuck in the fucking woods like could you, you have ima- a phone to call help you know could, could you imagine if uh, <clears throat> if Juliet had been able to text Romeo yeah, and just say, hey, look, I'm going to take this thing that's going to make me appear dead, but it, it is imperative that you know I am not it's dead when a, you it's find just an me. illusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but so with Stranger Things, the 80s thing, I fucking love it, dude. I mean, I really do. That's, and, my and my personal would... opinion is that was the best time to grow up as a kid, um, the late 70s and throughout the 80s. 
it was just a blast. Eh, 90s were pretty cool. You know, uh, that was the that was when everything was extreme. Yeah. I like I look back on the 90s probably a lot of the way the people who really were hitting their stride in the 70s look back on my era of the 80s which is kind of like everything was kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of neon clothing and a lot of like I remember the 90s as a lot of uh, po- uh, products consumerism failing a lot. You know, there was a lot of shit that came out from shows. It's also the era that almost killed comic books. Right. So, I mean, I was a young man in the 90s. I was still a teenager, but then I hit my 20s in the 90s. But, I mean, in 1990, I went into boot camp, so I wasn't enjoying, you know, kid shit and pogs and all that stuff like you right. guys were. Yes. I, 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 I'll take my 80s any day. Yeah, I was, um, I think I was about the age of the kids and stranger things, uh, during the nineties. Yeah. So I was, uh, late eighties. I was just beginning to be able to like form memories and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not quite as much a nostalgia factor for me. And I say this a lot, you know, I would never take stranger things away from anybody. Right. No, I get that. You're not shitting on it. It just wasn't your j- jam. I would, <coughs> I would recommend trying to go back and revisit it. Cause it, to me, it was I a probably lot of fun. will. And as you kind of as you kind of get it more invested into the characters of those kids and what's going on, um, it's pretty fun. I, I enjoyed it, but you know, anything set in the '80s, you know, like that, I'm automatically going to be a su- I'm automatically going to be a sucker for it. But uh, I just uh, the fact that they nail it as well as they do keeps me hooked into it. You know, right. this one's centered around a mall. You know, this Star Court Mall, and uh, so this one, yeah, the mall is there, and they nail what it was like in a mall in the eighties. I mean, they even, they put a lot of time into this show because there's, you know, there's Burger King, you know, where they're undoing the, the fast food and it's the wrap. They went back and actually found the, the wrappers and the bags from what Burger King in the eighties was. So it's oh, right. very attention to detail is very well done. That's always cool. Yeah. Like uh, I always get a kick in move, uh, movies set in a certain time period when I was alive. If you can see like, a. Uh, like a vintage Dorito bag or something that's always kind of neat. Well, this is balls deep with that shit. Yeah, they, they yeah. do a really good job with that. And all because there's a lot of like because the 80s was very much about branding. You know, there was the new Coke and they they have that in here. All this shit and the show has all of that stuff. So even the smallest details like I was just watching a little bit of it earlier this morning and there's a scene of a pool, just a crowd scene and you see a woman, uh, you know, like a middle-aged woman just in a passing shot, but I noticed in her hand she was holding like this can of like diet tea mm-hmm. that was period accurate. The can was so nice. Just, just a passing camera shot. So I appreciate that, and I think those little things, all like anything else, all build up to make the whole the whole thing pretty solid. So they got a really good uh, prop department. Then. Yeah, yeah, they they they're doing a good job with that show. So I dig it. I'd say go back and recheck it out. If anyone out there who hasn't watched it yet, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you probably have seen it. Um, this new season's pretty fucking good. I've got two more episodes, and I'll be wrapped yeah. it up. Well, uh, I guess I'll continue my poo pooing uh, of things because <laughs> uh, I saw Child's Play last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And pu, yeah, not really. good. Yeah. Um, it was it was a number of things. Like I thought. Aubrey Plaza was kind of a strange choice. I love her. I I love her, too. She was incredible in Parks and Rec. She's been awesome. Legion. She's good. In uh, all the things. Yeah. But uh, she just... 
doesn't strike. She struck me as more of so. Andy is the kid in Child's Play. Yeah. She struck me more of like his older sister who had to who has to take care of him than his mother. Yeah. And she's so, real, set, yeah. The setup for this movie. Is that you? You told me about this before, and I'm trying to remember what you said it was. It's not a. It's not a. A sequel, like all these other child's plays have existed, and now this is the modern era version. This is almost like a, a re. This is a, a complete re. So it's uh, like remaking the first one in modern time is basically what they've done here. So uh, the good people at Red Letter Media put it better, put it best uh, when they said this seems more like a cover. Of a oh, child's play yeah. movie okay. than like a reboot or this sort of like somebody's take yeah. on the that child's sucks, play. Man. I was pretty stoked that Mark Hamill was the voice of Chucky and um, you so know, I didn't like the doll that much. No, the doll looked stupid as hell. Yeah, um, it. I couldn't remember what I thought it looked like in the theater, but it's uh, just not really scary. Um, unless you're, you know, really afraid of doll of weird looking dolls, it's a weird. It's definitely a strange looking doll, but it's not as scary the as guys, as old school. Called... So they're buddies. Buddies, yeah, buddies. No, they were good guys in the original movie. They're buddy in this one. Okay. And uh, may as well just go ahead and say if you haven't seen it and you really care about spoilers, <laughs> yeah. uh, skip ahead a little bit. But um, basically, in in this movie. Uh, the buddy dolls are made in Vietnam, and in the very beginning, you see this uh, sad sack employee um, getting fired. So he uh, does something with the programming because this is a doll that is meant to like integrate with smart homes. Okay, yeah. It's uh, you know one of one okay. of those things. Alexa. Yeah, because you absolutely want to give your child sure. a doll that they can use to call an Uber with. Yeah, you know, you, that's yeah. Your doll, your doll can turn the lights on and lower the thermostat for you. That's unlock smart. the doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all all that kind of stuff. You <laughs> call know, it a drone strike. <laughs> nothing, nothing that could end in uh, death and disaster right. with a small child. Sure, sure. But so he. Um, so this worker in Vietnam goes on his computer and, and he's like his undoing employee, right? Yeah. yeah. He, uh, and he's like, take You show him removing all these like safe locks on it. Like, uh, I guess they put in something to where like, it can't do violence, uh, language filter, stuff like that. So it can say whatever. Yeah. A little bit like, uh, that Miley Cyrus episode of uh, last, Black Mirror yeah, that just last, dropped. Yeah, loved it, by the way. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we might talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. Black Mirror rules. Watch them if you haven't seen it. That's my Netflix show. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's so, like, yeah, it's, I forget, what they, the limiters or whatever, they take off these AI limiters so right. they can be full-powered. Yeah. So, um, and then and then the guy kills himself. Because ah, okay. the whole thing with sweatshop laborers and suicide nets and stuff. So he does this... To one doll? To one doll. Oh, so it's not the system he does. It's not okay. the system, okay. it's just the one doll. So right. you know. And throws it out there like a mystery box. Who's going to get this fucking thing? Right. Yeah. And uh, so Aubrey Plaza is like this Kmart employee, and, you know, she just kind of like finds this doll or whatever and yeah. gives it to her. So, like, I just, it was so weird seeing her in a horror movie. Like, she's <laughs> so flat. She's very flat. That's and unimpressed with things around her. Yeah. Um, that it, it really kind of stuck out to me, but there's no, uh, there's no 
possession by a serial killer in this mm. one. There's really nothing supernatural about it. So the guy kills it. himself, his blood doesn't seep into the fucking no. ball or nothing crazy. No, that guy, that guy is inconsequential After, as, soon as, as soon as you get to the next shot. Okay. But then uh, the buddy doll gets uh, to Andy's house, um, and it seems pretty cool at first. But the thing is, like, you see it walking around and talking immediately because it's this advanced, awesome doll. Yeah. So it's a fucking android, basically. It's basically an android. And so when you first see it walking and talking to people, it's not really as scary, yeah. you know, yeah. when, if, if someone walks into a room and they see Chucky standing in the middle of it there. Right, right. Uh, Mark Hamill, I think, did a, a good enough job with the voice acting. I think Brad Dourif's Chucky is better. Yeah. Just because that's uh, what I grew up with. That's what was really ingrained into me. And, and because this was such a radical departure but the biggest problem i saw was that since it's just a, a malfunctioning toy uh chucky's not really a character in this movie he's just a broken robot oh, okay i got you so yeah he doesn't have like the the moxie of the original chucky. he doesn't he doesn't have like the malice yeah uh, he's not actually trying to hurt people because he enjoys it or anything yeah. like that. He's he's not being controlled by an evil fucking serial killer ghost. It's almost kind of like they they said, hey, what if uh, we had this robot that could walk around, pick up stuff, do things, but it was a really stupid robot. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of the takeaway I got from it. Sounds like a crappy Black Mirror episode. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, the I'm going to say, I don't think they had any killer doll episodes yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that doesn't sound, I mean, I'll, I'm going to watch it eventually, but I don't think I've ever watched, I think I watched one and two, but again, those all came out in the eighties when I was, a, uh, kind of a teenager right. and I enjoyed them. I know they've made a whole fucking shitload and I haven't seen those. I heard it got better with like the bride of Chucky or the curse of Chucky. You're one of the, no, more the opposite, of, oh, the good? opposite I happened. They redid it a couple of years ago and it was well received. So they did bride of Chucky in like, that was a chick with the big tits, Jennifer Tilly. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, did not mean that to sound like, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, she's, comment. she kind of got famous off her boobs. Let's be real. I think she got famous off of her voice. Cause she has, oh, yeah, she has, she has that little, yeah. you know, but no, she uh, she's Got also nice on her. she's also pretty stacked. Yeah. So I love her. She's hot. No, I like Jennifer Tilly too. But they made uh, Bride of Chucky, which you know nobody liked. Yeah. Um. Even was it, was Curse of Chucky after that? Because I do remember a couple of years ago they redid this franchise or they made a new contribution to this with the original doll. So and they, it was well received. So they did Bride of Chucky, then they did Seed of Chucky, where they have a baby. A, killer doll baby who's like gender confused okay. and i think he doesn't he he or she i don't remember what pronouns this fictional doll this doesn't want to use this Please. is when they're they're not taking themselves seriously at all anymore. yes they're, they're realizing hey we're gonna camp this up and have fun with it oh i think after about the second one yeah um they they decided okay this is this is all ridiculous so yeah. we'll kind of play up right. the camp a little bit after those two they went uh, a long dry period, and then Curse of Chucky went straight to video. Okay. Um, and then it was on Netflix, which was followed by Cult of Chucky. And these two movies actually start bringing in uh, prominent cast members from the older movies, like the, the guy who played Andy as a kid. They bring him back as an adult. Okay. They're kind of doing the Halloween thing. 
Yeah, and then um, in Cult of Chucky, at the end, there's actually kind of a big cliffhanger where a lot of old characters are involved, and then they just come out with this. Oh, okay, all right. But those were were those good? The Curse and Cult? I liked them. Okay, that must have been the ones I'm thinking of then that some people actually enjoyed. Yeah. And they yeah. did this. I was kind of surprised because when the cast was announced, I was like, all right, this sounds like it's going to be pretty fucking cool. And then I saw the doll. They should have done what they did with this Sonic movie. They should have put that doll out there and let people go, what the fuck? And then make them go back and redo it again. Do you, you know, think it would have worked better if the doll didn't look stupid? Or do you think just the, the overall concept no, uh, the, doomed the, it? The, the look of the doll is low on my list of... Is, is lower on my list of complaints <laughs> of problems than just... Kind of the entire conceit of the movie. Yeah. But... One out of ten, what you give it? One out of ten. Um, hoy vey. Uh I'm maybe going like a four. Wow, okay. I, di- I, I didn't have... I was like Brad, a two, five, I, I watched like. it with Brad. He actually enjoyed it, um, but he hadn't seen... Brad Rosenberg, friend Brad, of the show. Friend of the show, Brad Rosenberg. We watched it together, uh, but he, he didn't grow up with the Child's Play movies like I did, so I think that had to have uh, affected how I felt about it, but I wouldn't recommend if you're, you know, check it on demand if you really just got to check it out. Yeah. But, uh... I'll watch it. Let me tell you, we'll, we'll flip the script here because yesterday I went and saw a movie that is the absolute opposite of what you're saying. I saw Amazing Spider-Man Far From Home and it was a fucking masterpiece. I've heard a lot of good things. Dude, I'm telling you, it's... It's probably my favorite Marvel movie. I can't really... It's hard. I don't know if anything could ever top Infinity War just because of all that was going on and stuff in there. So it's hard. I feel like it's hard to stack a solo character's movie against this big ensemble, you know, things like that. Yeah, but it is Spider-Man. It is. Dude, and this is fucking brilliant. I mean, I loved it. It was really good. I'm, I'm... it's definitely up there tied probably with Infinity Wars, my favorite Marvel movies of all time. It was really fun. Um, they absolutely nailed everything that makes Spider-Man awesome. The con- conflicts that he goes through as a kid trying to balance his like teenager life versus his superhero shit. Him and Nick Fury meet for the first time in this, and that's always great. Um, happy, uh, what's his name? Vince, not Vince Vaughn, the other dude. John Favreau's Happy is... Perfect, Marissa Tomei is great. This the way they they've kind of taken all of Spider Man and did a lot of what all these people are recently bitching about with Little Mermaid. You know, which I don't understand. The people bitching about Little Mermaid is going to be black now. Have you heard this? Yeah, um, uh, I thought it was whatever. Bullshit. I think it's actually a bunch of Russian bots, but apparently they're real people who are incensed by this. But Spider Man is my example of why you shouldn't let shit like that bother you because they've taken Mary Jane Watson who in the comic book is a red-haired white girl, and now she's this girl of color. I don't even know what the fuck her nationality or race is in the show. doesn't matter. She's awesome as Mary Jane. Right. Um, they take Flash Thompson, who's the blonde-haired, letterman jacket, buff, jock, high school dork. Grows up to be Agent Venom. Right. He's completely this, uh, another, like, I can't, I think he may be, like, Indian or Middle Eastern kid that plays him in the movie. Um... They just take all these characters and introduce them with, as new, with new looks or whatever you want to call it. And it doesn't matter because what's important is they keep what makes the characters great. So everything works perfectly. And Tom Holland, listen, I like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. The second guy that Andrew Garfield I wasn't a huge fan of, mainly because of the movies. 
but in my opinion, none of them are close to this kid. He is fucking perfect as Spider-Man. As Peter Parker as well. Because Spider-Man, unlike Batman, like a lot of people say Batman, to be an actor, you're not really playing Batman. It's the actor has to be able to play Bruce Wayne. Because Batman, once he gets the suit on, he's just a dude beating the shit out of people. And it could be a stuntman. Spider-Man is a little bit different. I feel like just the way he is, the way he fights and all of that, you have to be able to sell that as both characters. Who, Peter uh, Parker and Spider-Man. Who do you think played the best Bruce Wayne um, in the movies? Let's leave, like, uh, Kevin Conroy and yeah. voice actors out. I can't really comment too strongly on this because I'm, I think I saw all those shitty, like, fucking... Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze ones, but I don't remember anything about them. So that was like Val Kilmer and um, George Clooney, I think. I thought Christian Bale I thought was a pretty good Bruce Wayne. He he pulled it off. You have to be... See, it has to be someone... At some point, these motherfuckers got to take their shirt off, right? Right. Or you have to look at this person and say, all right, this dude looks like a guy. Because you have to think about who... Like, when I watch it, I'm like, all right, who is Bruce Wayne? He's an act... Of the he's the he's he's the character. Batman's the real personality. That's that's the comics kind of established. That. A lot of people don't get that. Bruce Wayne is the is the front. Right. Batman is who he really is. So, but this human being is a trained fucking ninja who is a master of all these fighting styles. He's in fucking impeccable physical condition. Reflexes, speed, his flips, and all the stuff that he can do. He's strong as fuck, so he's weightlifted. So you have to have that physical look. And Christian Bale looked like that. He he was built like that. Yeah. So you see him like I liked. Um, I hate fucking Tim Burton's Batman movie. I know a lot of people get offended when I say that. I think that movie is dumb as fuck. Um, a lot of that's impacted by the the fact that I heard in an interview Tim Burton said he didn't really never really read comic books when he made that movie and he thought they were stupid. Uh, and I felt like that showed in the movie. If y'all hear any noise, we've got the doors open on this episode, and my whole weenie dog brigade are coming and going. So, And I've been pet-sitting for the last week, so yeah. I'm sure they smell new dog on yeah. me. So just, just a couple weenie dogs joining in on the show. Um, but, so to me, in, on the films... Um, I remember thinking that uh, Val Kilmer was all right as it. I thought Val Kilmer was a very good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but um, I think Christian Bale, even though he had the lisp and everything like that, uh, as we're just talking Bruce Wayne, he was good. But Michael um, Keaton was good. He just didn't have the build for it. Like he had the the acting chops to pull it off. Yeah, that that was. When I see him, I'm like, there's no way this motherfucking dude, Beetlejuice, is not out here fighting fucking these guys that I know this guy can fight. Yeah, that was I think that was back way before uh, we even really cared at all, or Hollywood really yeah, cared at all about getting it. a superhero movie yeah. that accurate. That movie was very 90s. Even though it came out in 89, it was very much 1990s. It was very... I guess or just look at uh, Batman Returns. I mean, that movie was Tim Burton as fuck. Yes. That's the one with the penguin. Yep. Fucking hated that Catwoman. Movie. Yeah. Hated it. Uh, I like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. But, oh, uh, yeah, that was an iconic uh, look. Yeah. But uh, did not like what they did with the penguin. I thought that was ridiculous. But, but so, anyways, yeah. But Spider-Man so was good. Dude, this kid, I'm telling you, is the best. And, it, I mean, definitely a... 
9.0 out of 10, maybe a 9.5 from me. I mean, I really, really liked it a lot. Mysterio is the villain in this. Spoiler alert. About time. Because a lot of people didn't realize that he was a villain. And yeah, and he's not... The fact that they went with him, and this is the second Spider-Man movie that Marvel has done. The first one, they went with Vulture. Mm-hmm. And this one, they went with Mysterio. I actually respect that. Because I think the obvious the obvious path to take is... Uh, jo- oh, not, I thought I said Joker. Is Green Goblin... You know, your typical guys that you see in that Dr. Octopus. But these dudes are taking some villains that other people are like, fuck, man, there's other members of the Sinister Six and other villains that are fucking awesome. And this movie does a great example of showing why Mysterio is awesome. Like, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it because it's, it's out. It's too recently out for me to even start commenting spoilers in, with prefaces here. I'll just say definitely go see it. Um, I loved it. The post-credit scene was... Uh, there's two of them, apparently, I've, I've learned. I stayed for the first one, and then I left after that one because I thought that was over. But then, then there's a second one, apparently, that I didn't get to see. So make sure you stay after the credits. But uh, You always stay until the lights come up at a Marvel movie. On a Marvel movie. movie, man. But, dude, I'm telling you, it's the most fun I've had in a Marvel movie. It was, it, Besides just being a great movie, it was a fun movie. And I think it, a Spider-Man movie has to be a fun movie because that's why he's... In my opinion, probably the best superhero of all time. Batman's pretty good, but Spider-Man is the perfect superhero because he's not massively overpowered. His rogues gallery, he hasn't, in my opinion, and I, I would like I would debate this with anybody, I don't even think it's close, the best rogues gallery in comics. We could do an episode on that. Yeah, I mean, the Flash is a... Is a is in there. Um, Batman's is decent, but when you start stacking up Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Venom, um, Scorpion, fucking Sandman, Vulture, Electro, Mysterio. Is, I mean, is, is Sandman in this one? No. No. Okay, you, I you thought think it was it's uh... him in the beginning, and it looks like Hydro Man, too, but um, no, those are the elementals that he fights in this one. So, Oh, so it's not... I thought it was no. like Sandman, Hydro Man. Nope. Electro ganging nope, up. No, nope, no, these are the elementals that you're seeing. The sand, oh, the one well. that looks like Sandman, is the air one. He's just stirring up a bunch of dirt. But um, the ele- yeah, it's the elementals. It's pretty. It's dude. Listen, I'm not gonna spoil it. Go see it. It was awesome. Jake Gyllenhaal was awesome as Mysterio. Um, the fucking married the whole cast. Everything is awesome. I mean, it's it's more. It, I had more fun watching, it, and I love Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one of that movie is in my top five of all time uh, Marvel movies. Iron Man 1, same way. It's a fun movie. Um, I think this was more fun than those for me. I mean, now granted, full disclosure, I'm a massive fucking Spider-Man fan. I've got two boxes over here full of nothing but com- Spider-Man, <laughs> amazing Spider-Man right. comics. But, um, dude, it's it's just it's great. I can't say enough good things about it. Highly recommend anyone go see it. The the stuff I've been reading on Twitter, most people like they've been ranking like all the Spider Man movies, and um, a lot of it seems to the top three seem to usually be this one, uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man Two, yeah, that and was that one I would say, and Spider Verse. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about the top three. This one's better than Spider Verse, and it's yeah. better than. Uh, Doc Ock. That's, I mean, I, I just read because uh, Spider Verse just recently dropped on Netflix, so I finally saw that. That movie was dope. It's a fucking great movie. That one was great because of the way it was animated. Yeah, it I almost. Love the Miles Morales character, I think that was good too. That's another one that shows that you can take these characters and introduce someone of color 
And when people shit their pants like they did when Brian Michael Bendis co-created Miles Morales as as, uh, Spider-Man, people freak the fuck out about it. But listen, there's room for... Don't get hung up on that bullshit is the point. Yeah. You know, everybody's freaking out about Ariel. Don't get hung up on that. You know, if you like Little Mermaid, this is probably going to be fucking great. I don't like Will Smith. I'm not a Will Smith fan at all. I think Jim I like Carrey should have played uh, the genie. I, I, I would... Ass- I, I heard that Will Smith was great, though. I ha- was, Yeah, I haven't seen right, Aladdin yet. It was right in his wheelhouse. He's a very kind of silly, kid-friendly actor. Um, I don't hate the guy. I don't personally dislike him. I just don't like him. I like Bad Boys, too, primarily. Um, but I, I'm not, again, 90s. I'm not a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan. I don't like Independence Day. I didn't like that movie. Uh, I didn't hate it, but it just was like people, for, you know, fall in love with it. I wasn't one of those people. Yeah. So it doesn't hold any uh, sense, you know. I mean, I'm, I'll never forgive Will Smith for giving us Jaden Smith, but that's a... <laughs> I mean, I like Men in Black, um, but I don't know. But anyways, the point of it is, get, we're getting off track. Spider-Verse was awesome. Um, I loved it, but I think I think Spider-Man: Far From Home is better. I mean, it's just it's a year, it's a high school bunch of high school kids going on a European vacation for school. Um, shit gets crazy. One of them happens to be a fucking superhero, and I think this movie is the best on any on screen. Spider-Man Two with Doc Ock, Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two did a pretty good job about this of showing how fucking awesome Spider-Man really is. Because he's fucking strong as hell. He's fast as fuck. Um, and he has he's a superhero. Right. You know, And this one, you see why he's a superhero. And I love in this movie, they keep making references to his spider sense, which people don't realize, like, Mysterio can kind of, like, turns that off of him, you mm-hmm. know, like with his gas and stuff. They don't, they don't outwardly say it in this movie, like, oh, my shit turns your spider sense off. But um, his, they call it his Peter Tingle, which is kind of a... I saw, the, the I saw the commercial it's really with that one. It happens a couple times through the movie, and just the writing is perfect because they drop the humor, is dropped perfectly amongst the action, amongst the seriousness. The drama is really good. You know, I mean, there's a fucking point at the end of it there where I felt my eyes kind of moistening up. You know, I'm like, God damn, man, this is. That's how I know a movie's really good if it's if it's pulling my emotions into the story like that one did for me. And granted, I'm a sucker because I love fucking Spider-Man, but this movie's a masterpiece. It was really awesome. Yeah, it, it kind of... You know what it, it makes me think about is I, I actually just... I just now saw uh, the Justice League movie uh, yeah. on Hulu the other day. And I've heard there's a cut of that that supposedly redeems it quite a bit, but the director's cut. But I, thought I haven't it, seen that one. I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. It uh, definitely wasn't the best superhero movie ever made by any stretch of the imagination, but I was entertained watching it at least. The scene in that movie where Superman first comes back, I he's kind of confused, and he fights all of them. Oh, he kicks their asses. Dude, that's worth that ten, five or ten minutes or whatever is worth. I said this when that movie came out. I didn't like that movie overall, but that scene is worth the ticket price because that shows you how badass Superman is. Like, those motherfuckers don't stand a chance, all of them together. He fucking handles them fast. Right. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, people kind of forget about Superman uh, sometimes. Like, uh, they sleep on him. You think all these fucking, like, Flash and shit. That scene where Flash is running and it's like time is stopped or whatever, and he sees Superman's eye just kind of track and sees him. Flash's eyes get big. He was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you there know, was, um, have, was you, awesome. have you ever played the Injustice games? Yeah, Gods Among Us. Yeah, so you know how they've, um, 
Oh, what? It's not Rocksteady. They did the Batman games. It was the same guys that do Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But um, they've they've introduced this new kind of uh, not really a mechanic, but right before the fight, your the two players will kind of walk out onto the screen and, and talk yeah. trash to each other. And the best one, my favorite one that I ever saw was from the sequel, where uh, it's uh, it was Batman versus uh, Harley. Yeah. And uh, Batman flies up and he goes, "Hey, you want to hear a joke?" And Harley goes, "Oh, this ought to be good." And Superman just goes, "Harley Quinn versus Superman." <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. But yeah, I thought it was fine. The, what stuck out to me though, and what kind of hit me is, okay, this is something that Marvel is doing right that DC is not is uh, the use of of humor. Have you seen Shazam? I have not seen Shazam. Give that one a whirl because I feel like that one is. Oh, I'm optimistic like, about Shazam. I feel like uh, DC or W Warner Brothers or whoever did. I think it's Warner Brothers does their movies. Finally, became a little bit self-aware. Um, now, granted, that's another character that's that's a fun character, so it's hard to tell. I mean, you could definitely tell a dark story with that character, but I think the box office reflects. And Wonder Woman was was well done. I enjoyed Wonder Woman, but. Um, then they just take a step back, you know, with some of these other movies. But Shazam shows me that they have the potential to do good things with these characters. Like, make a Superman movie, man, and just make it fucking bad. I like Man of Steel. I yeah. mean, I'm one of the... I didn't like the fact that he killed Zod, because, I mean, that's what I think what pissed a lot of people off. But that guy is Superman is my favorite Superman next to Christopher Reeve. You know? But yeah, it was... Uh... And he's a better Superman. Christopher Reeve's the best Clark Kent. Nobody will ever beat yeah, but the humor in the movie in Justice League, uh, and, and I realize I am super late to the party on commenting on fucking Justice League. Yeah, I think it's all right because not that many people saw it. So we're <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, all the jokes are okay. Flash is kind of a goofus, yeah. and Batman is very serious, but he has some good one-liners. And Aquaman is kind of like a yeah, he's like kind of like a sea redneck. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is the whole time just going, oh, fellas. Yeah. Kind of like the like the obligatory woman on a morning zoo radio show. Right. The Robin Quivers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, come right. on. And, uh, but what's, what stuck out to me is, and this is something I learned uh, doing stand-up, is that uh, when you tell a joke, like, you should know immediately if it landed or not. You know, ex- there's exceptions. Right. But, uh... But what some comics will do is they'll say their punchline and then they'll kind of like lean forward a little bit with their eyes kind of wide, like, get it? Right. And that's kind of what I felt like the movie was doing. Like, oh, the Flash is running and then he tripped over something. Yeah. Huh? Right. No, no, dude. No, I, I, just, I think their animation, their uh, CGI, they do way too much fucking CGI and I don't think it's very good. Like, we'll go see Spider-Man. And then go and watch the Justice League, end of the Justice League movie, and look at the CGI of Mysterio and those fight scenes versus the CGI. All the Warner Brothers CGI, everything looks like fucking cave trolls from the Lord of the Rings. Doomsday right. looked like a fucking cave troll. And then that was just the part they just they did the death of Superman. Oh, that was Batman versus Superman. They try to combine too much shit into one movie. Like they try to do Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman, two of the biggest sto- storylines DC's ever had in the history of their fucking comic books. Period. Much less Batman Superman comics, and they try to cram them together in one movie. It's like, of course that's not going to fucking work, you know? 
That's just doesn't, you can't do that. They like going for cheap pops, I think is what it's called. Meanwhile, Marvel has just had a cast of what, like 75 A list oh, actors? I know, dude, in one movie. And you know what they learn? We can pay these actors their rates, and we still make fucking tons of money. Why? Because we're making a kick ass movie. And because we're, we're not, Disney. You're right. Well, even even if they... I don't think the Disney thing is part of it other than the bankroll. I think anybody would make that movie and put the characters that they've put into it and the actors that they put in there, pay them that money that it costs. And they it's it's, it's about as sure of a fucking thing as you can get. You know? Uh, I was a little disappointed they didn't beat Avatar. Ultimately, I really don't give a shit because I don't have a, a dog in that hunt. But uh, I really thought... I thought it was going to blow Avatar out of the water. In game, I really did. I, I I still don't understand what all the appeal of Avatar is. I thought that movie blew. It was a good movie. No but pun it was intended. Talking about derivative. I mean, it was just the special effects sold it. It was a new technology that he had had, and it was cool. But I'm with you. I was like, I saw it, and I was like, okay. Like a lot of people, another friend of the show, Sean Cerny, saw it. It's like it's the greatest movie of all time, and I checked him really fast on that. And uh, now it's become a joke with us. You know, every time we go see a movie and he says it's great, I'm like, well, I'm, it's no Avatar, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it wasn't the greatest movie of all time. It just had a, an ad campaign that told you it was the greatest movie right. of all time. And a bunch of people went and saw it because it's James Cameron. Listen, James Cameron don't make shitty movies. But they they got like four or five sequels lined up. They're, I don't I think, get it. I think the next one's coming out in like 2021, and then uh, they're going to alternate. God damn, when did, the, when did Avatar come out? 2010? Yeah, oh yeah, it was, it was forever ago. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got it planned up through like Avatar Six. They're gonna alter. Fuck, dude, talk about I, taking your time, letting the fucking embers cool down. Because I think uh, Disney has the distribution rights, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I believe what the plan is is to. I know they have that ride at Disney World, an Avatar ride. Okay, so on. yeah, then. Um, but I believe the plan is uh, when the next Star Wars trilogy. Or if they're gonna release a uh, Star Wars story movie, but they're gonna, I think they're gonna release a new main Star Wars movie every two years. So I think they have one more trilogy after this next one at least planned. What I wish they would fucking do is go listen, because everybody's on on uh, Joss Whedon and Jake uh, J.J. Abrams's dick about being. They ain't shit compared to James Cameron. What the fuck? I mean, well, they, yeah, James they don't Cameron have the, uh, might be the greatest filmmaker of all time, dude. I mean. He's never made a bad fucking movie. You're talking Titanic, Terminator 2, Aliens, True Lies, the original Terminator, Avatar, I'm fucking uh, the Abyss. Give me a fucking break. Uh, I w- I mean I'm not saying he's he- the gr- I'll say he's the greatest action like uh, action director of all time. Whatever. I don't know. I'll put him above Spielberg. Don't sleep on Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's the man, but uh, John Carpenter. Dude, we love me some fucking John Carpenter. For that type of big tentpole movie, I don't think any of them holds a fucking candle to uh, maybe Steven Spielberg. But I, Steven Spielberg's made bad movies. Uh, in in my opinion, what did, what did he? Fucking Indiana Crystal Skull. Was oh, he did turd. do that, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I, I never watched Crystal Skull. Yeah. I didn't want to. Uh, don't. It's fucking oh, terrible. But what I was going to say is I, I believe they're going to be releasing a, a new Star Wars movie and then the next... So like every December, I think it's going to be Star Wars, then next year Avatar, then Star Wars, then Avatar, and so on. Yeah, I wish... My point is I wish they would go... If Disney goes to James Cameron, go, listen, I know you love you some fucking Avatar. We get it. But 
let's see if we can throw some money at you to to make a fucking Marvel movie, to make a Star Wars movie. To, if he, oh, he may not even want to do it. They don't want to do his own shit, but if they'll they will build him a mansion at the bottom of the ocean that he can just you know stay down there forever. Dude, uh, let, give him the reins to yeah. something big, you know. I would be all about it because again, the dude's never made a bad movie that I've ever seen, and, he, and he's made the biggest movies of all time outside the Avengers movies, Titanic and fucking Avatar. You right. Know what I mean, and they're really good fucking movies. The dude knows how to make a film. Not to mention the 80s shit, which was fucking masterful in the 90s stuff that he did. It was James Cameron did Terminator 1, right? And yep, then Ridley and Scott. Oh, he, no, did, no, he did two. I'm thinking of Aliens with Ridley yeah. Scott then. James Cameron did Aliens, the Game Over Man. Yes, yes. Ridley oh, Scott man. did Alien. Oh, yeah, that's right. James Cameron did True Lies. He did Abyss, which I feel a lot of people sleep on. It's one of the best sci-fi movies ever fucking made. It is outstanding. If you've never seen The Abyss, watch that shit. It still holds up. That's Michael yeah. Bean at his best. There, he's a crazy Navy SEAL. Nice. Underwater on a fucking, basically, an oil rig. But yeah, so, um, I would love to see them give the, give the reins to James Cameron and have him get a hold of some of these properties that everyone loves, you know? Yeah. Well, we had uh, one more topic we wanted to get to today. This was uh, something that came up in... I believe the newest this is our political beat. Yeah, <laughs> the slap fight political. Beat. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna briefly get political for a minute. Um, this was in I believe well, we're the, commenting on yeah a political issue that other people have made an issue. Oh wait, are we are we not co-running for city selectman anymore? Well, I wasn't gonna announce that here. What I don't even know what the fuck a selectman is. What is that? I don't know. I don't even know what a fucking comptroller does. I think that's like a accountant on steroids. There's comp trollers and then um, constables. They're like not really cops, but they have badges. I thought that was just what we called. Uh, I I had a police officer because I asked him, uh, what was it? One night there was a car parked in my driveway, and I go out and this guy in like a button down shirt steps out because I was trying to leave, and I just said, uh, "Hey, you know, what's uh, <laughs> what's up?" And he said, "Oh." I, you know, nothing's wrong. I'm, I'm just watching that apartment next to you. And I'm like, oh, are, are you police? And he just goes, oh, yeah, yes, sir, I'm your constable. Huh. Was I wonder if he was a cop. I think I said a different thing. Anyways. they Yeah, there were there were other cops around. He, he was definitely uh, sworn in. To tie us back to the point at hand, was his name Frank Castle? Uh, no, I don't believe Frank Castle has ever worked for any legitimate law enforcement body except maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. He has enforced the laws of Uncle Sam. That's about it. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> if you've watched the news over the last several years, uh, you may have noticed there's uh, been this new thing among... This has uh, been going on for a while. Well, so I start with Chris Kyle, the American sniper guy. It's before him. I could have sworn that he made that popular. I'm pretty sure this has been going on. Well, let's say what we're actually yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. first. So it's it's been a thing among uh, military and law enforcement to uh, wear the... Uh, so the Punisher has this skull logo that he wears on his shirt. and uh, Everyone listening to this should know what the Punisher's logo looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's very grim and badass looking. And it's become kind of fashionable among servicemen and police officers to put the skull logo like on their uniform or like on, as a decal on their car. squad car. Yeah. Things like that. And... 
it's if you actually kind of look at who the Punisher is, it's uh, a little bit disturbing. Yeah. Now, my take on this is this. I very, 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 very highly doubt that the people that we're typically talking about here, a lot of special forces, a lot of cops, I'm guessing most of them probably don't read comic books. It is a cool-looking fucking logo, and it looks like a badass logo. So I think it's almost... These people have almost adopted the Punisher skull as their... Is like this synonymous symbol to, to equate to I'm a badass. Now, I'm with you, and I agree with you, and it's actually been written in the comic books. Uh, I think that issue is either out or it's coming out very soon. It was this newest issue. I wanted to the touch on that, yeah, too. He's talking to these cops, and he's and they're like, hey, check it out. We fucking uh, have like a team, or we, we have a group that are, that really support you, or whatever. They got yeah. a sticker on their car. Yeah, in, the, in this newest issue, I saw a couple of uh, screen grabs from it, and basically the Punisher is talking to these cops in an alley, and most of the time, so, you know, if, if you're unfamiliar with the Punisher... Yeah, first of all, he's a bad guy. I mean, he's he's dabbled as a hero before. Well, he I, I would call him more of an anti-hero. He's not well, he's painted a as a supervillain. He's fought I mean, when he's Ghost Rider. He's so he's an extreme vigilante who yes. takes the law into his own hands. Yep. And typically... Like a lot of them do. Right. Uh, he murders people. <laughs> Well, Punisher's whole deal is, like, he mainly goes after, like, or, you know, he, he's not fighting aliens in space or right. anything. Uh, Punisher goes after, like, organized crime, child molesters, right. muggers, things right. like that. And, um... Terror cells. Yeah. yeah like uh, you know, hu- humans with guns, yeah. typically. Right. No, you know, doesn't face off a lot against a lot of su- super-powered... Right. <laughs> even though some of his uh, enemies do have powers. Yeah. Or uh, enhancements. Yeah. But so he's talking to these police officers, and uh, this is for the pages of the comic book. Yeah, they and they and they're telling him, "Hey, you know, there's some of us. You know, I, I know a lot of the cops uh, don't like what you do, but some of us uh, we're believers, and you know, we support you." And the whole time, Frank Castle, the Punisher, is just going like, "Nobody else does what I do. You took an oath to uphold the law. You don't get to do what I do." And then they show him. Uh, the decal on their car and he actually peels it off and rips it up yeah and sends them yeah and he tells them uh if i ever hear about you or any other cop like trying to do what i'm doing out here you're not gonna like what happens next yeah it's definitely um an inappropriate branding for law enforcement a profession that um is going through a very tough PR patch at the yes. <laughs> last couple of years. Um, they're not, you know, I don't feel like that's the best move to have. Um, if you're talking like an elite group of commandos, military guys, whatever, you know, like Navy SEALs, they can wear whatever the fuck they want. I don't give a shit because they are basically doing a lot of like Frank Castle type shit out there. Um, yeah, but don't put a, a goddamn skull on the hood of a regular squad car. No, or, or on a police car in any, any matter or be a police officer and then you know wear that symbol with pride because he's kind of it's kind of con it is kind of contrary i think I, but my thing is i think a lot of i don't think a lot of that's perfect i don't think a lot of like i said a lot of cops for instance are reading the punisher saying yeah he's out there killing people that's what i want to do so get, i'm going to put this punisher skull on my car i think they just think punisher is a bad motherfucker like wolverine and 
his his he has a badass logo. I mean, they nailed that design. It is a badass logo, yeah, but, but I, I, it's and I, I agree with you. I'm yeah. just saying I don't think it's I don't think a lot of it's purposeful, and I don't think a lot of it. I doubt very seriously most of those people read fucking comic books or even know the Punisher's deal. They probably hear the Punisher, Marvel Comics, think he's a superhero. Oh look, he's got a dope ass fucking logo. Let's put that on here. You know, let's let's make that our blue lives matter fucking uh, like simple. it shouldn't it, it, it really shouldn't be a priority of the police to worry about like how cool they look right well that's just how that's that type of thing you know i mean it's just one it's like the being in the military it's just a testosterone based fucking job and, which is a big reason why i have a lot of the problems that they have right and and that's fine and and i understand like you're gonna have your own culture yeah. and uh all the you know, maybe thing and you know, yeah, you're, you're you know you're you're gonna rely on your boys, and you know I'm sure you have like traditions and stuff, but that in, in the comic book he makes the perfect point to this, which I feel like that when the Punisher's talking to those cops, he goes, "If you want a fucking hero or you want someone to look up with, go with Captain America. That's what he's there for." Right. Where he sh- put his, put his shield on your cars. But John, he's not dark and yeah, brooding, he's not, he's and, not and fucking people. And he does, Actually, he you does know, fuck a lot of people up, but yeah. Yeah, but he won't like. But you his know, logo, that shield logo, is cool, but it isn't as cool as you know to a fucking twenty-five-year-old dude. If you put the two logos up and say which one of these looks cooler, you know, right? Which one of these do you want to get tattooed on you? Most motherfuckers are going to get the Punishers. And you're and you're recruiting a lot of these you know guys in their early twenties to police forces because a lot of police forces are uh, grossly undermanned. Yeah. Which again ties into a lot of the problems that this that, that profession is having. But anyways, not to get off on that tangent, um, the Punisher skull is not the best <laughs> symbol for law enforcement. Matter of fact, it's pretty much the opposite symbol of that because he doesn't enforce the law. He right. breaks the law every time he fucking murders someone as a vigilante. So right, and yeah. and and I would also be kind of worried about people because. I mean, everyone was saying like, oh, you know, when when Trump goes into office, uh, I have friends tell me, you know, a lot of racists are going to feel more emboldened to kind of say what they think out loud. And I mean, seen that. Yeah. And we've and you know, and we have Nazis again. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So So now um, I I would worry, though, that this uh, that police using this uh, logo might uh, get people think, oh well, you know, if I just want to, you know, like, oh my, you know, my neighbor's doing something wrong, well, I'll just go take care of it. I mean, the cop, the cops get it, right, right, right. Yeah, I know. I mean, like I said, I look at it from a little different thing. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's as purposeful. Um, I don't think there is a secret meaning of police wearing this saying is, yeah, we're cool with killing you if you get out of line. I just think they look at it and say it's a cool looking logo, um, right. But you know, the point of it is, you don't need a cool looking logo. You got a badge. You know, that's your right. It's it's your it's just it's inappropriate. Symbol. Yeah, yeah. It, it is pretty inappropriate. And yeah, I think I think if you're if you're in the military or if you're a police officer, and something like that gets you off, I get that if you're in your early twenties, because that's something like I would react in the same way to something like that when I was in my early twenties. When I was when I was in the fucking Coast Guard in my early twenties, if we were coming up with a department logo, I would have probably picked something like the Punisher Skull because it looks fucking cool. It's like the old um, World War II planes when they did like the fucking teeth on the front of the plane so they look like sharks flying. You know right. what I'm talking about? That kind of shit. It looks fucking badass. You know? 
So I think that's where it's coming from. But ultimately, you don't need that shit. Like I said, embrace Captain America. He's the he's the symbol all should aim for. Exactly. And if uh, if anyone listening out there uh, does work in law enforcement and you really identify with the Punisher, maybe just think for a little bit. Well, why do I feel this way? You know, because yeah. I mean, surely. And, you, and don't you, don't you be did, a cop if you if you if you identify with the Punisher, right? Because surely you didn't always, you know, think that way. Uh, maybe I can may, tell you if you if you truly identify with the Punisher and you're in a job that allows you to carry a firearm, um, that's probably not going to end well for you or someone else, right? That that's a lot of bad ideals in the head that uh, that's going to get somebody in some serious fucking trouble or hurt or killed one day, either you or somebody else. So you know you may want to. Like I said, do a little soul search, and you know, if you're carrying a gun, you should not be identifying with Frank Castle. That's, right. That's, those two things. Well go said. Hand in hand. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much everything we wanted to cover today. Um, we're going to try to be back again next week, uh, providing you know more BS doesn't keep falling on our plates. It will. Maybe. Yeah, we might can get one out because next week, folks, on by the time this comes out that's right i will be headed to sunny san diego for the 50th ever san diego comic con this will be the 10th year in a row i've been going and it's going to be a big show i'm going to try to do some coverage and maybe a little um on what they call it on scene reporting or Mm -hmm. on location fuck whatever talk to some people get some sound bites for us but we're having fun but i yeah we could probably get one more episode out before i leave so I'm leaving on a Wednesday. We can record again on Tuesday and get it out for the people. We we promise you that we will absolutely put out another episode whenever it is convenient for us. My dog's breath smells like... If you could imagine what the very bottom of a wet dumpster smells like, that's how my dog's breath smells. I hate garbage water. That's what You get garbage water breath, Rock. Yep, so people... Thanks for uh, partaking in the fighting of the slaps again. Um, again Hell yeah. Gone. Now, we're getting rebooted. Just stay with us. Keep if you, if you haven't subscribed, you need to be subscribed. That way, when we can put these things out, we're there. We're like the comic book saga, Nolan. We're periodically Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn. Just take a break. They just leave on a cliffhanger, take a little break, but then they always come back to the people and deliver them gold. I feel like we're the saga of podcasts. That's a, that's a pretty high watermark to reach. I, uh, I like that's, it. That's what we're shooting for here. So if you read awesome. Saga, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't read Saga, uh, you really should be reading Saga. It's a badass comic if you, book. If you trust your boy John on anything, even if you'd never read a comic book in your fucking life, you will like that comic book. I guarantee it. And if you don't, I'll buy the issues from you buy them if you don't like that comic book you hit me up and i'll buy them back from you i mean you're having uh, enough trouble selling some of those issues as is well, i'm not man. selling I saga i'm <laughs> selling i'm selling off other shit i'm streamlining but saga is in the to keep book well there you go yeah, yeah. all right guys we'll see you around next time Peace with out, uh, more nerdy goodness spider-man spider-man go see fucking spider-man wait it's I, the best movie around i thought it was pronounced spider-man this whole time i forgot we're doing peter spider-man shit spider-man spider-man friendly neighborhood spider-man